Have you ever wondered what was going on between the ears of your crush? Ever wondered where things are going with the guy you're dating? Are you dissatisfied with your love life? Are you happily attached but still want to improve things? If so, you have come to the right place. I am proud to share with you that your search is over. You are now listening to What Is He Thinking? What is he thinking? What is he thinking? The Dating and Relationship Podcast for the benefit of women from the perspective of men. And now, without further ado, your host, Alexander B. Stevens. What is going on? This is Alexander B. Stevens, and we're back once again for another edition of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here to talk with me today. And I, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> What's going on? This is Alexander B. Stevens back at it again for another edition of the podcast. Welcome to What Is He Thinking? The podcast where we don't lie to you. We're not trying to sell you something. We're not here to say whatever we got to say to get on your good side. So maybe one day in the future, we can lay you down on your backside. No, I'm here to help you. I'm here to tell you the actual truth. I'm here to tell you what men really think so you can use this information to increase the chances of success in your romantic life. So what have we talked about this season? We started off talking about accountability. We moved on in episode two and three to me sharing with you how there are certain things you could be doing or not doing that are directly responsible for you being single or in short-term relationships never leading to marriage. And now we're going to talk about what if you're taking accountability of your actions? What if you have done everything that you're supposed to do in regards to trying to become unsingle or trying to get married, but you're still not attracting or coming across quality candidates that are marriage material and that you might want to settle down with? Today's episode, episode 26 overall, episode four of season two is entitled Why Men Do Not Approach Women Today. Why Men Do Not Approach Women Today. Before we go on, I just want to warn you that this is probably going to be a subject that's going to take two, maybe three podcast episodes to fully dive into and explain. So you have been forewarned. Prepare accordingly. All right, episode 26. In this episode, I decided to do a running commentary of another individual who has already tackled this topic. Before going into this episode, like I do in so many of my episodes, I decided to do some research, some Google searches, and also went to YouTubeiversity to see what they had to say on the subject. And I came across a video by a pastor by the name of R.C. Blakes Jr. Now, I know this isn't a religious podcast per se, but after listening to the video, I felt like he made a lot of good points. He had a lot of good reasons, and many of the reasons that he spoke of were reasons that I had on my own personal list. So I feel like what he was talking about could apply to the religious individual, the Christian, and also the non-religious or agnostic individual as well. For this reason, I have decided to share with you today a truncated, edited version of his 53-minute monologue with my commentary and reaction injected intermittently throughout his discourse. Fair use, fair use. 
If you'd like to hear the full video, go to YouTube, look up R.C. Blakes Jr., Why Men Do Not Approach Women Today, and you can listen to the full 53 minutes uninterrupted there. So without any further ado, let's go down the list that he presented to us, the top 10 reasons why men do not approach women today. I'm getting a lot of a lot of email, a lot of DMs, a lot of questions. And one of the big concerns now is, you know, with with ladies is why don't men approach me? Why is it that that you know men today seem to to not approach? I want to kind of enlighten you relative to why it's um, a lot different today than it was, um, you know, a couple of decades ago. But one of the reasons that great guys, good guys uh, who would be great husbands or would make for great husbands, one of the main reasons you may they may be in your circle, may even have interest in you and not approach is because they don't have their money right yet. In other words, their finances are not where they deem them necessary to be, to afford you, to honor you, because a masculine man, listen to this very carefully, a masculine man takes his finances very seriously when it comes down to his relationship with a woman. A masculine man is not a man, a purely masculine man is not a man that's trying to go 50-50. And, you know, I know a lot of you ladies say, oh, that's the way it should be. God bless you. If that's the way you think, do you. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm teaching you what I've learned. You know, for me, for instance, if I'm broke, if I'm, if I'm out here and I'm single and I'm broke, I promise you, I'm not trying to, I'm really not trying to reach for a woman that would make wife material. So the first reason he gives why men don't approach women is that they feel like their finances are not in order. I was a little surprised that he started his list off this way because I feel like a man's finances only impacts his willingness to approach a woman if he is insecure about other aspects of his being. If he's insecure about his looks, if he's insecure about his personality, then he might not want to approach unless his finances are top notch. But outside of that, I don't necessarily feel like finances impact whether a man wants to approach or whether a man actually does approach a woman. Now, if he's talking about if a woman herself looks like she's high maintenance or an expensive woman to keep, then that could have some impact on whether a man that knows he doesn't have a lot of money would approach her or not. But in general, I don't think it does. Now, I do like what he says at the end here, where he says, if a man is broke, he's not going to be out here looking for a wife. I definitely agree with that. In my opinion, the two points in which a man's financial situation comes into play. It comes into play for some men. They will not move dating into a serious relationship if they know their money is funny. But for most men, they won't take a relationship to a marriage if they're not happy with their financial situation. That's the kicker, in my opinion. But merely not being rich or not being where you want to be financially and having that prevent you from even approaching a woman in the first place, that doesn't really happen 
That doesn't really happen unless, like I said before, the guy is insecure or the woman is over the top, high maintenance, and you just know that talking to her is most likely a waste of time. Let's move on to reason number two. Second reason, good guys, husband material, not these clowns out here, not the pickup artists that you all, you know, call your type. And that's all it is. Most of y'all, you start talking about your type. Your type is the pickup artist type, the kind that's going to take you and tell you a whole lot of stuff, bring you to a hotel and, and do whatever, 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 and then disappear, ghost you and then leave you traumatized. But a good man that would make make a great husband, why is he not approaching? A lot of times this guy is conservative. This guy is respectful and he's afraid to offend you. Unfortunately, we live in a culture that says, watch this, listen to this very carefully because it's true. We live in a culture that says a man is uh, a creep, a man is a pervert, um, he's a predator, even if he speaks to you. So if a man says, hello, you know, in a lot of cases, we have women who have been broken by men to the point now that you know you're offended that a man said hello and then you pass by you look you scowl at a man that says hello to you and then you get on the phone with your girlfriends and you say you know nobody's approaching me so we we have you know women who are taught that it you know it is less than virtuous watch this we we live in a culture that says a man is is creepy if he even speaks God forbid he looks at you. Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Can I say to you, now you all know that I, that you know, it's just it's like God has just given me daughters and sisters all around the world that I speak to and speak into the lives of. But can I tell you, there are a lot of you who are just not friendly and it's going to be very difficult for a man to pursue you, um, you know, when all he said was hi and you looked at him and frowned at him and didn't even return the... So they are conservative, respectful, and afraid to offend. And women today are too often, too easily offended by men who are just simply saying, hello, how are you doing? You, you know, brother can only be shot down so many times. All right, all right, here we go. Here's a reason that I can sink my teeth into. Men don't approach women because A, they are not as friendly as they used to be. I see way more RBFs walking around during my day-to-day -day chores and activities than it seemed like one would see 20, 30 years ago. If you want men to approach you, you must look approachable. You must not be lost in your phone. You can't have headphones on. You can't be looking mean, disinterested, power walking. Most women claim that they would like not to meet their mate online, but they wanna meet their mate naturally at the grocery store or something like that. Well, it's not gonna happen if every time you're out and about, you look unapproachable. I feel like I have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I'm going to say that again. I love the verse that he quoted. You're not going to get friends <laughs> if you don't conduct yourself as a friend and look friendly. Is basically what the verse says. And whether we're talking friends or a boyfriend or a romantic partner, same type of thing. B, he also mentions how the culture and society 
likes to make fun of awkward men or likes to deem men as creepy or perverts when they're just being men. Once upon a time, it was known as normal for a man to want to romantically approach a woman out in public. Pretty much any time a man was talking to a woman of his own age demographic that he was not related to, everyone knew that, hey, this is a romantic invitation, attempt, overture, and it will be treated as such, and this is normal. That's how it was from the beginning of time until probably the 80s. Now, it's not thought of as normal. With the additional rules, restrictions, and a social shift in our society, if a man approaches a woman in a certain environment, or he doesn't have the most silver tongue on earth, he's not suave enough, his timing is off or whatnot, the man is now a creep. The man is a dork. The man's offending me. The man's sexually harassing me, etc., etc. Things that never would happen or never would have been a problem 40 years ago now are a problem based on this brand new, relatively speaking, unwritten rule book. So with all these rules and restrictions, it kind of overwhelms some guys and makes them freeze and do nothing. C, which I think was actually his first point, will be my last point that I comment on. He basically says that good guys who would make good husbands are so respectful of you that they would rather miss the opportunity of getting to know you than risk offending you. That's right, especially if they're under the age of 35. The guys who are the most thoughtful and who care the most about how you're treated and how you feel are the ones who will approach less frequently for a variety of reasons, but especially the reason of them not wanting to risk offending you, you disapproving of their actions, or them putting you in an uncomfortable situation. So ladies, what can you do about this? Well, if you see a guy that you would not mind approaching, you have to make sure that your choosing signals are on 1,000. A lot of women think that they do things to invite a man to approach them that a man actually notices, but oftentimes it's so subtle that it goes over the head of most men. Be a little bit more obvious with your choosing signal. Be more obvious with your invitation that lets him know that you're open to be approached and he just might oblige. I said this in one of my previous five episodes, and I'll say it again. In general, especially in the 20s age demographic, the guys that do the most approaching are the guys who are approaching you for friends with benefits or one night stands. Why? Because they know they have to approach a large number of women to find a handful that will agree to their desires. So they have to throw caution to the wind, not care about offending you or putting you in an uncomfortable situation and shoot as many shots as possible. Anyway, let's move on to number three. Number three, why are men not approaching you? You're always surrounded by a pack of women or gay dudes. You, you, you're not individual enough to go anywhere by yourself. And the balance there, of course, is, you know, I want you to always keep people involved in your life because it's just safe as a woman. But, you know, you have to learn to, to be able to go places where it's clearly safe enough for you to do so by yourself. You can't always be surrounded by a pack of women just, you know, talking and giggling and laughing and you know, that can be one of the uh, most intimidating settings in the world for a man that would be interested in you to see you always encased by a 
a group of women or, you know, a bunch of gay men. Another excellent point by the pastor. I've said this earlier in my podcast, so of course I agree with it. In order to increase your chances of being approached by the opposite sex, you need to go out by yourself during the day and in pairs at night. The more people you're with, the less likely you're going to be approached. And like I said earlier, the only guy who doesn't care and will approach anyway typically is the player, not the good guy. If you go out with a group of girls, the last thing a guy wants to do is have to tap dance for five girls and entertain them all just so he can eventually pull one girl to the side, the one he actually likes, talk to her, and hopefully get her information. Approaching strangers is not something that is stress-free for most people. Approaching random people, especially if you care about what they think about you and you're trying to leave a good impression, is not easy. If it was so easy, you would do it and you would approach men just as much as you expect them approach you. But you don't, so you know that it's not the easiest thing in the world. The only thing that's harder than approaching one random person and trying to create conversation out of nothingness is approaching five, six, seven, ten random people in a group and trying to create something out of nothing. Likewise, if you are in a large mixed group of both men and women, not only do you have to deal with the things that I've already spoken of, but now I have to figure out, is this guy you're with, is that your brother? Is that your boyfriend? Is that a gay friend? Is that a platonic friend that's truly platonic? Is it a platonic friend that's only playing a role and is really trying to backdoor holler at you and hopefully win your affection someday in the future? whole bunch of new variables and problems and potential problems now arise that the average guy doesn't want to sit around scouting you and your group out for two hours to try to figure out answers to those questions. So he'll just pass, move on to the woman who's only out with one friend or who is out by herself. So like I said, this is a good one. You always going out in groups is definitely a reason why men don't approach. Most women, number four, why are guys not approaching? Most women don't know how to let a man know that it's safe to approach. He's not, he's not a pickup artist. He's not one of these guys that has a whole lot of smooth talking, you know, and all of this kind of thing. And he can be shot down 15, 20 different times and he'll just move from you to the next one. No, no, the kind of guy that you want to approach is a guy that's looking for a, a serious and sincere relationship. But most women have never been taught how to let a man know that it's safe for him to approach. I agree once again with the minister on this one. I said it earlier during this podcast that a lot of women think they're good at sending choosing signals out to a guy sending signals, letting him know that they are open, ready, and willing for him to approach. But most women are trash at it. Recently, offline, of course, I had a discussion with one of my friends about how parents of millennials and Generation Z have completely dropped the ball when it comes to teaching their offspring, teaching their kids, basically about dating and relationships. Parents just teach their kids about hitting the books and getting a job so they're off their payroll, but they don't tell them anything about flirting or the type of person you should date or the type of person you should marry or how to let a man know you're interested in him approaching you. 
They don't teach their daughters this. They don't teach their sons about the approach and flirting and dating. So we all have had to figure it out on the fly. And most of us are not all that great at it. So I definitely agree that the average woman needs to do a better job at letting a man know that she is open for his approach and that it's safe for him to approach. I've told a story before and I'll tell it again. Once upon a time, I believe about 100 years ago, one of the techniques that women used was that they would drop their handkerchief or they would drop something intentionally in the vicinity of a man that they wanted to approach. Almost like an icebreaker or a low risk way for the woman to let the man know that if you wanna start a conversation with me, I'm here open and available to it. And if the man was interested, he'd pick the thing up, bring it to her, hand it back and start a conversation. If he wasn't interested, he'd keep walking or he'd hand it back to her and not start a conversation and quickly exit. Things like that don't happen anymore in today's society. So, like the minister said, women need to do a better job letting a man know it's okay to approach, especially in today's environment. Number five. Men don't approach because they've been embarrassed by a woman in the past and there's some trauma there. You'd be amazed at how many men have been traumatized, you know, who men, good men who want a relationship with a woman, but have been traumatized by broken women who are addicted to clowns and crowns. A lot of times you have good men that don't approach because they've been embarrassed publicly by a woman in the past. The same women, listen to this very carefully, the same women that enable the behavior of toxic feminine men are often the same ones that destroy the souls of good guys. And, and you all are doing it all of the time, not knowingly, not intentionally, but women are doing it all of the time. You are destroying good men. See, if you're not interested in a man, you don't have to you don't have to destroy him. You are breaking this brother for the woman that, you know, may be meant for him in the future. Come on now. I can only speak on what I have experienced, what I have heard, what I have seen, and what I have read and studied. And based on those things, I honestly really have not seen where there is a large abundance of situations where women are embarrassing men that are only trying to flirt with them. I really haven't seen that. So I don't think this is one of the best reasons on this list from the pastor. That being said, it does happen, and it does happen way more now than it ever has before. Historically speaking, a woman embarrassing a man that was only trying to flirt with her would have her shunned by her female counterparts and friends, or it might actually be dangerous for her, and nobody would blame the man for responding negatively to her disrespecting him. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying how it probably was in yesteryear. Today, a woman disrespects a man that's just trying to talk to her and it's a joke and it's funny and her friends encourage it and she gets attention. And sometimes in some circles, she gets status and clout and that's definitely no good. 
So like I said, I don't think it happens that much, but it still happens way more than it should and way more than it ever has before. And definitely, if that happens to a man or one of his friends, that's going to prevent him from approaching. Before I move on, I definitely wanna highlight my favorite part of this portion of his list when he basically says that the same women who enable the behavior of toxic men are the same women that kill the spirit of the good man, the good guy, guy who is truly husband material. Many women, if they make it to their 30s or 40s unmarried, like to complain about or like to question, where are all the good men? Where have all the good men gone? And fact of the matter is, you have turned all the good men into savages by killing their spirit while you were in your 20s and either harshly rejecting them or ignoring them and enabling the behaviors of the player, bad boy, thug, womanizer type. If a man sees no reward in being a good guy, why would he remain a good guy? If it seems like in his early years of pursuing women, only the guys that had selfish intentions or cruel intentions or no long-term intentions got the attention, then he's gonna change his tune and do what works. So when you turn 35, 40, and you're done with the bad boy, and you actually want a good guy, oh, none of them are left because they've all been taken or they've all been converted to savages. You have no one else to thank but yourself and other women who enabled the bad boy and discouraged the good guy. Why is why why are guys not approaching? His confidence is low because he knows he's not the type most women are checking for. He's not, you know, he's not six feet. He's not six two. Uh, he's he doesn't he, he doesn't have six figures a year. He doesn't have Giorgio Armani suits in his closet. Uh, he's not driving, you know, the biggest Benz or the Beamer or the Bentley. And so because of social media and all of this stuff that women project as being, you know, the um, standard for, you know, a man that she might view as a potential, he knows that he's not that. Most masculine men, most masculine men that would make great providers and, and great leaders and great husbands and would be faithful are not necessarily the sexiest guys. They, they don't have time necessarily to be in the gym two or three times a day. They're not driving around through town with their sports cars and, you know, hair immaculate and all of this kind of thing because they're usually visionary. They're working on... They're, they're working their careers, they're working their jobs, they're working their businesses, and they're very responsible men. And so they're not always the sexiest guys, but they are uh, the manliest guys. And so many times you are, women are rejecting these guys and you're, you're accepting the, you know, the, the little feminine guy that has all of the Hollywood stuff but he doesn't, he, he's all style, but he's no substance. And here's the weird thing. Mo, the, 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 the type that most women say, uh, I hope I don't get in trouble with this, but the type that most women say they want, many of these women don't even meet those standards. You want a guy that has a washboard stomach? Well... 
Reason number six, men don't approach women because the average guy doesn't feel like women would want him to approach because he doesn't have six figures, a six pack, or is over six feet tall. Uh, this confidence issue, I have to blame both men and women for it. Men need to believe in themselves and what they bring to the table or what they could potentially bring to the table and they should approach anyway. But at the same time, it seems as if women's standards have gotten more and more unrealistic as the decades have gone by. I said this earlier this season, but it is natural for a woman to want to improve her lot in life by the man that she dates. But once upon a time, a B minus woman would be perfectly fine with a B plus guy and they could live happily ever after. But nowadays it seems as if the B minus girl won't settle for anything less than an A plus guy. Otherwise, she can do bad all by herself. Or at least that's what they say. Like the minister said, women don't even really qualify for the level of man that they want but they insist on holding out for that level of God because maybe he gave her some one night stand attention back five years ago, or maybe because she feels like anything less would be settling, but still, you're not gonna get what you don't qualify for. Before we move on to the next item on the list, I just wanted to say this. It seems as if to me that back before women were allowed to work and get education and make their own money so that they can support themselves, women chose men based off their personality, character, earning potential, and integrity. Now, as women have become financially independent, it seems as if women now are more concerned about looks, swag, style, bedroom performance, height, flash, and other some would call shallow things that women of yesteryear didn't choose husbands based off of. Of course, I think this is a mistake, but based on that shift in women's requirements for who they'll date, the average guy almost feels like, what's the use? So why do men not approach as much today as they used to? Because of this extra long, more difficult to attain list of requirements that the average woman has today. Whoa, whoa, look at the time, look at the time. It seems as if in order for me to finish this list and do it justice, I'm going to have to spread this over two episodes. Therefore, after a brief recap of what we've already touched on today, I'm going to put a pause on this podcast and we will pick it right back up in the next episode. Reason number one he gave was men don't approach because they do not feel their finances are in order. I felt like this is a reason more for why a man wouldn't propose to a woman, but not necessarily a reason why a man wouldn't approach a woman. If it's really a reason why men don't approach, this is something women you can't do anything about. If it's a reason why a man won't commit long-term legally, then the only thing I can suggest a woman to do is to try to help her man and encourage her man in developing his career and taking care of his finances while they're in a relationship so that he can get to that place where he feels like he can financially be the man and then he'll want to marry. Reason number two, women aren't as friendly as they used to be or don't seem as approachable as they used to be. And also the act of men approaching women in public the way men used to isn't thought of the same way now as it used to be. Too many instances 
are thought of as inappropriate, creepy, or something that a woman doesn't want when once upon a time, everyone pretty much knew that if you're a woman out in public and a guy talks to you, that this is normal and he's trying to win your affection. So let's not make a big weird deal out of it. What can you do as a woman to mitigate these two things? Well, of course, when you're walking around in public, you can present yourself as more approachable by seeming more pleasant and seeming to be less disengaged from your environment. And then as far as the societal way that they look at men approaching women, you as an individual can't do much about it, but you, your friend group, and women in general can slowly try to turn the tide as a collective. Reason number three, and this was a good one in my opinion, he said the reason men don't approach is because women too often go out in large groups, whether it's a large group of girls or a large mixed group of men and women, some of the men being part of the rainbow community. The only thing that's more difficult than approaching one stranger and trying to make something beautiful out of nothing is approaching half a dozen. So like I've said a few times in this podcast, start going out in pairs, don't go out in big groups. And if it's the middle of the day and you are in a good part of town, go out alone. That is, if you're single, ready to mingle, and want to be approached. Reason number four. Men don't approach because women do a poor job sending choosing signals. I definitely agree with the pastor on this one, and I would advise women to make your choosing signals more obvious and send them out more often. If you're halfway interested in a guy and you're unattached, then why not? You never know until you actually explore an opportunity if it's a good one or not. The subtle things, I winked my eyebrow once, I smiled for three quarters of a second, I wiggled my left ear twice, so he should know I'm interested in an approach. Nah, gotta do something more obvious. Go up to him and ask him some innocent, inane question. If he's interested, he'll continue the conversation beyond the question. Or other things. There's many things a woman could do to send out more clear signals that she's uh, interested and open to an approach than women do nowadays. Reason number five. Men don't approach because they've been embarrassed and there's some trauma there. I didn't think this was one of the better reasons that the pastor gave, but it is a valid reason in certain circles and circumstances. My advice to women would be, if you're not interested, always decline a man's overtures and requests respectfully because he might not be your type, but he could be the next woman's type. The next woman will never get to be in a relationship with him if you destroy his ego and self-confidence by embarrassing him before he gets to meet her. You know, a woman who actually likes him. Besides, in the future, you never know when you will be that other woman, that second woman, the woman that comes after the first woman in this scenario. Why are we here on earth? To make it a better place. And if you have taken that man and that other woman's potential loving relationship away from each one of them due to your harshness and your trauma-causing nonsense, then you're definitely not making the world a better place. Reason number six, men don't approach because the average man feels like even the average woman wants this over-the-top extraordinary guy and he just self-disqualifies because he doesn't think that he will be her type. I blame both men and women for this. I do think women practice over-the-top toxic hyper-hypergamy, but I also feel like men have confidence issues these days and they need to work on that. What's the fix for this? At least what's the fix for the ladies? 
Well, you can't fix anything on a macro level, but on a micro level, I would just say, make sure you have realistic expectations. And like I said in previous numbers, carry yourself as approachable, send out clear choosing signals, and don't be in a large group. And maybe more men that, yes, can improve your life, but are still in your league will shoot their shot at you. Of course, you want a guy that's going to improve your life, but it's reasonable to expect them to improve your life one notch, not five notches. And the only way you will know that is if you are able to evaluate yourself on an objective level, which is extremely difficult and is a rare thing in today's day and time. So I guess we have to make a podcast about it sometime at the beginning of 2022. Hmm. We're going to stop here. Make sure to check us out next week. We conclude the top 10 reasons why men do not approach women today. Well, that wraps up this episode of the podcast. Alexander B. thanks you for taking time out of your day to listen to what he has to say. Hopefully, you feel the information shared today has helped you get one step closer to understanding men and one step closer to the type of relationship you have always dreamed of. If this episode spoke to you or you indeed felt that it was helpful, please share it with your friends and followers on social media and text the link to the episode to your inner circle of friends. If you have a future topic suggestion or need any clarification about anything that was shared during this episode, feel free to email the show at whatizhethinking at gmail.com or follow and DM the show on Instagram at whatizhethinking underscore podcast. Be clear and concise with your message and Mr. Stevens will do his best to accommodate you. Once again, we appreciate you lending us a listening ear and we hope your tomorrow is better than your yesterday. Enjoy the rest of your week. The podcast that is here to help you win with men. Signing off. Until we speak again.